Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Another day, another episode of Public Speaking Tips on the Public Speaker Podcast. This podcast is going to conclude our five-part series on how to do impact analysis for your argumentation when giving a public speech. And this part is going to be about the final metric of impact analysis that uh, we've been going over. So I believe we went over four different metrics. This one is going to be about time frame. So if you're interested in how to use time frame as a metric for impact analysis in public speaking, stay tuned. So again, before going into time frame, I'm just going to repeat like what I've repeated in the rest of the videos. A, a metric to weight impacts is simply a way to evaluate if something is true or not. So if I step on a scale and I weigh 100 pounds, the way I know I weigh 100 is the pounds. So the pounds is the metric to determine what I weigh. Same thing with impact analysis. When you have two impacts against each other and you're weighing them against each other, the way you do that is by using a metric to determine which one either outweighs or underweighs when you're doing that comparative analysis. So this video is about time frame as a weighing metric to compare impacts against each other. So what is time frame? There are two ways to understand time frame from an argumentative perspective that allows you to weigh impacts against each other. So the first way is in what time frame are your impacts occurring? So this would be something like if your impacts are happening over the course of five years, then that is the time frame for your impacts. So let's say you're going to college. Uh, college usually for undergrad is four years, which means the impacts of college, the time frame for those impacts to occur are within those four years. That's the first way. The second way is if you're comparing uh, your impacts in terms of how long it will take for them to occur. So if I'm in high school right now and I'm waiting for the impacts of college to occur, it's going to take four years as well because I have to get through four years of high school before I get to college. So the impacts of college based upon the weighing metric of time frame will not occur until these next four years or it'll take four years for them to occur. So the two ways that you can compare time frame are how long it, your impacts will happen in and how long it'll actually take for your impacts to occur based upon the different time it takes for it to occur or for it to happen with it. So time frame is a super, super uh, important weighing metric and it's, and it's used in conversations all the time when we're talking about what impact outweighs another impact or why does an impact matter. Um, specifically like in a lot of political debates, right? If you're having a conversation about a certain policy topic happening now or a certain thing that we have to act on now, you'll see a lot of politicians say that we have to act now. It's very uh, immediate that we do this. We can't, we don't have the time to wait in the future. This would be something like if we need to tackle climate change, we need to focus on it now from a policy perspective. Or if we need to focus on economic growth, we need to focus on it now because within the next five, six years, something might happen which would uh, hurt the economy. So we need to deal with that issue now, right? There, there, there's different time frames to be able to evaluate what impacts are occurring and metrics to determine if those impacts are relevant or irrelevant, a lot of times is based upon the time in which they are occurring or in which they will occur. If you're able to understand the time frame of arguments, it becomes a lot easier to be able to break down their impacts, especially when you're having a debate or a conversation. A lot of times, if your impact outweighs on time frame, your impact already is a little bit more likely or it's a little bit more plausible to believe. So, for example, if I'm making an economic argument or a debate about the economy and we have two friends, let's say, and they're arguing about when to invest into the stock market. So, I don't know the most about stocks, so I'm not some type of expert who's using this example with a lot of intellectualism about stocks. I'm just using this as a very basic example. So the basic premise of the stock market is that you can put in some money and invest into a company, publicly traded company, buy a share of that company, and if their stock goes up, you can sell, sell the price that you bought the stock at at 
the higher price and make a profit in between the difference between those. And that's how the stock market works from my perspective. So if you have two friends arguing, in the United States, at least where I'm at right now, we haven't had a major recession since 2008. It's 2019. Usually we're supposed to have a recession every 10 to 15 years, um, and we're pretty late on having that recession. It's been 11 years, so it seems like very likely that a recession is going to happen, just based upon history and like historical trends from the past. So if you're having an argument with a friend about when to invest in the stock market, obviously you would want to invest when the economy were to go down because a lot of stock prices would go down, which means you could buy them then and sell them later at a higher price versus buy them now when they're at a relatively higher price than they would be when the stock market were to drop. So if you're making an analysis about when to invest in the stock market, one argument you can make is that in terms of time frame, it makes more sense to wait for the economy to collapse because then within that time frame, I can invest more and get a better return on my money. It's intrinsically using the aspect of time frame as a weighing metric to analyze which impact matters more. One impact is you invest now and hopefully you, you, know, you slowly grow your money. Another impact is you wait for the economy to, to collapse and then you invest. The only reason why that one is more preferable is because the time frame in which when it collapses will allow you to make more money based upon being able to invest in cheaper stocks. You can also use that argument to be able to say that the time in which it will occur for, for me to get my money back if I invest right now will take a lot longer based upon the stock price to get, to get high after it drops from the inevitable recession versus if I just wait for the recession and then invest in the stock market, the time frame for the, the, the time in which my money will get back, the time that it will take for that to occur to get back is much smaller because now I'm already investing at a smaller rate, which means the time it will take for me to get some ROI on my money will be a lot shorter because I won't have to wait for it to dip and then go back up. I will only invest when it dips and then it'll slowly go up. So I'm using time frame on two levels. A, I'm using it on the level of in that time frame when it collapses, I will be able to make more money, but also I'm using it in terms of in the time that the economy occurs or when it's going to occur, the money I will get back will be substantially better because when it's occurring or when it's going to occur, there's going to be more of a return on my money. You could also make an argument for the other side though. For, so for the other side, you could say that the time frame of a recession happening is not probable or not likely. So this goes back to part four. If you haven't checked that out, definitely check that out where we talk about the weighing metric of probability. But you could also combine it in terms of time frame that 10 to 15 years for a recession to happen is based on history, but it's not always accurate. It's not always correct. So you're using one metric of probability, but the other metric is that in the time that you wait to, to, for the economy to collapse and then invest in stocks, you could be wasting a lot of money or just wasting a lot of time because in that time you can invest now and slowly grow your money and then sell it later before it collapses. So the time frame or the time it'll take for the economy to collapse for that to occur is not as significant as just investing now. And if you invest now within this time frame, within the next four or five years, if the economy doesn't collapse, you'll still make a return on your money, which will be substantial. So there's both sides to an argument for why one outweighs the other. But the key thing is both of them are using time frame as a metric to be able to evaluate which impact occurs. Again, this is super important in public speaking, right? Because when you're giving a public speech, you're trying to build a story, connect with your audience, and the time frame that you're using to evaluate the impacts that are happening in your story usually are in tune 
with the connectivity you're trying to get with the audience. Pull them in to when you were this age and bring them into that time or when you're in the present or when you're going to be in the future and what their emotions are or what your emotions are and what you want them to feel within that specific time period. All of those impacts are contextualized through the specific time frame that you're talking about.